Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. And today on the pod, we're continuing our lightning catch-up coverage of Survivor Syracuse Heroes versus Villains. And we're on episode two tonight. Will this episode take our breath away? Only time will tell, listeners. Of course, uh, coming in hot with uh, another track from the weekend's Don FM. But I assume all you college babies are spinning all the time. Last episode, of course, Lydia was voted off. The champion of last season brought down very early on in the season. This is a watch along, as always. And I'm going to give you the classic Survivor Cast International Outwit, Outlast, Outplay countdown. When I say outplay, you hit play. You want to have episode two, their episode title. Among Us, but real life. Of course, alluding to the the very popular, in my opinion, not all that fun video game Among Us. And uh, when I say play, you're going to hit play. And we'll spend the next 50 minutes going over this ep together. So here we go. I've got the episode pulled up. Premiered December 30th of last year. Almost exactly a month old. All right, let's hop right into it. Outwit, outlast, outplay, and we are in the app. Last time the used the YouTube closed captions like really failed me last episode. I'm hoping they're more on point this time. We're in the recap. We got Luca Riate introducing the game. Some heroes in the car. Beautiful haired Mitch. NASA boy with his spatula. It was a scavenger hunt with clues last time that we watched all right see that's i that was lydia lydia just looks very different depending on her talking head i guess all right we got austin cat eyes the sole survivor of snakes and secrets he seems unhappy with the villains having taking out lydia yeah, exactly. He's concerned that, like, okay, there were two winner- winners playing. There were two winners playing, and I was one of them. Two winners in the game. He's one of them. So, obviously, he's got his hackles up that Lydia's been voted off. Unsurprising. Real basic bitch take. I expect more from you, Austin. Maybe there's not much depth from those dreamy eyes. Former mind, Carl. Hilarious. Carl with the K, you know... I don't know if he's trying to court the pod, but he's got some hard Minnesota Viking colors going right now. The purple sweater. I I spy some some gold under there as well. Is it possible that Carl's a secret closet Vikings fan? Cam is the first person to be booted in all of Survivor history. She's got like a... It's like she's like taking a steamy... She's like in a sauna recording her talking head. 
It's real foggy and kind of difficult to make her out. Okay, went to Chick-fil-A with Mitch recently. Eating some chicken. Says he's a sweet fella. Sounds like uh, romance is in the air. Did some sauce juggling, it looks like. Mad skills. Now, when I go to Chick-fil-A, love to get the spicy Chick-fil-A sandwich. Just the normal, not the deluxe. And add a, a ranch packet to that motherfucker. And that's a tasty treat. I think Mitch and Cam, there's some definite... I'm shipping him right now. He said that he's just... Okay, exactly. Okay. Not to pivot hard. Romance between Mitch and Cam. Here we are in Owen's room. We've got the Eastern-inspired waves to his left and the psychedelic space scene right behind him. Just as I called it. I remember this dorm well. Uh, I think that towel's been on his door for the last six months. Probably never been washed. I do like his t-shirt, though. Pink shirt with the crazy plant. All right, Owen and Madison Alliance. I see a big TV behind him, but no gaming system, per se, which I'm a little surprised by. Owen strikes me as a gamer. Here we go, switching to Gabby on the move, I'm assuming. You can tell by the brows. Yep. Libra. Gabby the Libra. It's very interesting what they choose as info to put in the talking head, whether it be job or horoscope sign Gabby's a mask getting caught on her earrings there okay Madison and Luke Ariate doing some type of chat oh and fucking Madison got the task to get Lydia out by final 15 and clearly it's uh, it's already been achieved although Madison looks a little demure by the whole situation looking happier now Let's check out Luke's background. Is that a, a picture of a trout emerging from the water behind him? And then... I don't know what this thing on the wall next to that is. It almost looks like... Uh, okay. So, idle duplicator advantage is what Madison has. By completing your assigned task before the deadline, she gets the idle duplicator, has to use it by final seven. Whenever an idol is played a tribal, they can play this to duplicate the effects for themselves. It is exchangeable. Interesting. Now, the thing that next to the trout, there's like, a, for a while, they were selling these like clear photo, like things, you all like, this is my favorite song. And this is what it looks like when being played on Spotify. And it's like a clear image of that that you can buy and hang on your wall. It almost looked like Luke Uriate has one of those hanging next to his trout photo. Unless I'm insane, which is also possible. This idle duplicator looks like a pretty sweet advantage to have. And now we're pivoting to the opening shots. These beautiful drone shots of the snowy Syracuse campus. We got Austin. Austin Fallen. Cam Juggling. Cassidy. Grassity. Derek in his classic hat. Holly doing the jumps in the cups. Jason. Saturdays are for the boys. Carl with the K. Cat with the K. Mitch with the H. With the villains, we got our classic Abby, the mad scientist, Gabby. Hannah with the cat in the hat. Old man Jack. Coach 
Kevin with the spoon. Lydia is gone. Madison with the stuffies. Owen with the ball. Paul with the head. And that's our whole tribe. Applause. That's what the closed caption said. Okay, so we're back at the park where they did the last tribal. Looks like this is going to be some type of egg-based challenge, which I'm very intrigued by. I wonder if it's going to be like you have to, like, tromp through the snow while carrying an egg or something. It'd be pretty tough. Pretty hard to pull off. So we're hopping into this episode challenge here. They've got the eggs. Everyone's lined up. I wonder who rode their bike to the challenge. And we've also got this Duncan cup kind of sitting in the foreground of the shot. Okay, Luke's got a cardboard circle. And we've got this table of eggs. Only as strong as your weakest egg. That's interesting. Looks like the closed captions are coming through for us this episode. Okay. So he, he grabs the immunity from Mitch. What is the challenge going to be? Immunity back up for grabs. And idle clues as well. Only as strong as your weakest egg. Here come the instructions. One player throws a bucket over the goalposts. I mean, come on. I say they should use the goalposts, and then immediately the next challenge, they're using the goalpost. I love it. Other people are on the other side of the goalpost with the cardboard discs. Okay. So... The bucket is thrown over the goalpost, and then the person with the disc grabs an egg and runs it, balancing the egg on the disc, and then the bucket has to be thrown back through the goalpost, repeating until all the eggs are gone. If you drop the egg, you have to go back to the blue bag. Okay, so basically you're throwing the bucket back and forth between the goalposts while people are running and balancing eggs. You do not want to break an egg or else that point is void. So who do we have here? I wonder who's going to be the bucket thrower for each. Looks like we've got green eyes and somebody else throwing the buckets. Okay, who do we have as our... I think that's Paul maybe... No, is that Kevin we've got? Kevin with an egg and someone else, tie-dye girl, with an egg. Going a slow approach to make sure... Although, I mean, Kevin going... Uh, this looks particularly hard to have to balance the egg while running through, like, ankle-deep snow. It makes balancing a little more difficult. I think Derek is now... Is Kevin... Kevin's just running with his egg. I don't know what Kevin's up to. The bucket throw, not particularly difficult. You can get right under the goalpost and just kind of toss it back and forth. Kevin has made it with his egg. Mitch now doing the egg walk himself. Mitch seems to be making pretty steady pacing. Pretty casual with the egg balance. A real champ. Jason's one of the bucket throwers. Okay. Can't quite see who the other bucket thrower is. Abby, possibly. 
And we've got Green Eyes here with his egg versus Gabby in the yellow jacket. Gabby falling behind a little. Oh, okay. Gabby being reprimanded for holding the cardboard disc kind of from the side and not beneath. Gabby Michael Jacksoning it with just the one glove on right now. Okay, okay. Who do we have now? It's so difficult to parse who is doing what with the masks on. But I, I have to say, I love the snow environment. It brings a whole new flavor to this season versus last season. Okay, who is this? Owen, possibly? Or Carl? Owen. Owen in the blue pants. Abby tossing the bucket. Jason is waiting to toss his bucket. Looks like Madison is going out to get her egg. The bucket aspect of this challenge is maybe too easy. I think there should be a point like, oh, as the bucket thrower, you have to stand this far back from the goalpost to make it more difficult. To make it so sometimes maybe you're not going to be getting the bucket over. Madison, slow and steady. Holly, also real steady, but a little bit faster pace than Madison. Buckets being thrown. Thing is, Jason's tall enough where he can pretty much just, like, reach the bucket over the height of the goalpost and just easily toss it each time. Alright, who do we have? Paul versus Cat. I'm surprised at how steady some of these people are able to walk. It's not quite as hard to balance the egg as you would think. The disc is big enough. You know, the eggs can kind of rest on their side. Paul sucking it up. Dropped his egg. At least you don't really have to worry about the eggs breaking with them falling in the snow. Overall, this is definitely a pretty well-designed challenge. Carl really living up to that Captain America mask with the high knees through the snow. Can he catch up to Paul and just put Paul to shame? Come on, Carl. He's going real slow. He's taking the, the baby steps. He doesn't want to drop it. Call, Paul really rocks the, uh, the tie-dye pants, though. It seems to be his signature. Carl still... Slow and steady with his progress. People have also now kind of made a little bit of a path that you can walk in, so the snow is slightly less of an issue. Carl's teammates kind of gently encouraging him to go a bit faster. Love that camaraderie. The encouragement without the... We got Mr. Mellow Yellow here moving out. Okay, bucket's being tossed. It's Mellow Yellow versus a lady here. They've got their eggs. Interestingly enough, are the eggs at... Yeah, okay, the eggs are spaced at different intervals. There's some further back. They're in cups, so you don't have to go as far for some. Mellow Yellow's definitely got this. And what is he wearing? What's this orange hat? Is that a Vampire Weekend hat you've got on, Mr. Mellow Yellow? Jenna here with the other egg. And it looks like Mellow Yellow takes it for the heroes, possibly. So is that a second win for the heroes? Heroes? Yeah, it looks like villains are maybe going back to tribal. Oof. Two losses in a row. That's rough. That's got, I'm sure morale is not at its peak right now. Mr. Uriate wearing his meow hat once again. Flag at half-mast in the background. I wonder what was going on this day. 
All right. See, there's a little bit more trim of an episode. We're about at the 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 15 minute mark, roughly 14 minute mark, and it's only a 50 minute episode. So, you know, a little bit more centered around the challenge. How do we feel about this Bass Pro Shop? Clearly, I erroneously thought it was a Vampire Weekend hat. It would have been a lot cooler if it was the Marmot. I think this guy's nickname is the Marmot. Because of his weaselly behavior. Heroes, very proud. Doing good work. Easy to be proud when you're, you know, two wins up in a row. You just can't keep a good hero down, baby. <clears throat> Madison, bummed that the, uh, that the villains lost again. Being pegged as an idle duplicator. I like Madison's kind of headband thing going on here. It's a good look with the hair spilling over the front. Have you switched to contacts, Madison? And how does that hold up in the winter? Do they get chilly on your eyelids? And she seems to have moved up to a higher quality mask. We're getting less nose peaks for Madison this season. Now we're on campus. We're with Carl, the egg slayer. He's moving around his, his room a little bit here. Really just absolutely nothing on the walls. Hard switch back to former Maroon 9. I don't know what that means. Mitch's beautiful, psychedelic wall hanging behind him. Now we're back with Jason, getting a new view of his room. He's got a circular chair, kind of an interestingly shaped, a long boy computer chair, it looks like. And then he's got like a loft bag, not bag, bed. Almost looks like a... Uh, a bunch bunk bed, but definitely a loft situation. Jason showing us a meme, a poorly drawn meme that he's made. Looks like the heroes celebrating and the villains being sad. I don't know if you can really call this a meme as much as a doodle dude. There's like kind of nothing to to make this a meme. It's just a picture you drew. Which I guess that okay, that's a meme. He's got this model of a car. And you don't have to say, Jason, your keyboard's looking real nice and tidy. I'm not seeing, like, any crumbs in between those keys. Good man. We understand the meme, Jason. Interesting that he has a Eli and Mitch pegged as specific stick people, but not all the other people. Another dub for the squad. He's got some poster behind him. Curious what that is. Here we are with Cat. Oh, Cat. Cat, what is this? Uh, what is this Andy Warhol esque print behind your right shoulder? And interesting pill. Okay, who is that? It is it made by you? I I can't. I don't know about the like the real quick cut talking heads we're getting here. We're back with Green Eyes. He really loves to do the on-the-move talking head, specifically with the view, like, directly under his chin. Mm, Mitch just cut his hair IRL. Even so, uh, if the hair has been shorn, I wonder how short it is now, or are they telling us that he's cut it between the last time we've seen him? If so, still definitely number one hair of the season. Getting just a lot of rapid cut talking heads here. Cat has moved to a new location. She's in some type of uh, comfy chair. Wingback chair, it looks like. 
Austin. Austin is green eyes. Cat, I'm assuming, is doing her talking head from home, from her parents' house. We've got some photos in the background, some old-timey photos. Here we are with Derek. You know, I really I really thought he was going to be a hat guy. I was going to be bumping the hat all day, but not so much. What does this sign behind Austin say? Curse Kimmel... What is this? These camera movements, man. I feel like I'm in the Blair Witch Project. Thank you, Cass. A nice, lovely, stationary camera shot. Cass apparently is a former member of the Soul Tribe, referring to the mind-body-soul season, the last season, but I just, for the life of me, have no recollection of her being on that season. Honestly, don't even remember her being on last episode. We've gotten less time with the heroes because they haven't gone to tribal yet there's some claims being thrown out that mitch can famously dunk and until i see videographic evidence of that i'm gonna say i don't believe it with that those crazy locks weighing him down he's not aerodynamic enough to dunk what's the story on this print my friend if you made it i'm very impressed eli from the city city boy what does Eli look like? Moon Knight? He's got Moon Knight vibes? I don't know, or is he like kind of... Uh... This may be the best shot yet we've gotten of this picture by Holly's right. And for the life of me, I swear it's Selena Gomez. Holly, a uh, bona fide Selena Gomez fan. I think there's um there's a slightly different vibe to this episode where we're definitely... There's some attention being paid to try to keep some momentum going. I think the rapid succession cutting heads are a little bit with that intention. Not one person talking for too huge of a chunk of a time, kind of all talking on similar subjects, getting their getting their headspace about one person, maybe aping the the CBS Survivor format a little bit more closely. It works. It's good not to just have, you know, Eli talking for a five-minute chunk. Better to have it, it mixed up between everyone a little. How about Eli's drama sweater here? Carl, he's, since we've seen him last, put on some type of big, comfy zip up. Hmm. Carl wants Holly out. Definitely thinks that she's nice, but I'm a little surprised that there's not more camaraderie from having played Mind, Body, Soul together, Carl. Cat, a Virgo moon. I need to get a hor horoscope chart. Maybe I'll be a horoscope guy in 2022. How do we feel about Cat's glasses? I don't know if I love the rectangles. I think you should go for some, uh, some big circles, Cat. Get some big circular hipster glasses with big black frames. That's the look for Cat. All these uh these knickknacks on the shelf behind her. Like kind of circular metal ball thing. Alright, here we are switching to the villains. I have to do some research between the next step and see who this football statue is of. Jack and Aerie's son. I don't know how I feel about Jack's forklift driver beanie here 
okay. Jack has like three white hats in the background visible. And I'm trying to see what this hanging on his wall says. R-I-D-L-E-W-E-L. Hmm. Bridal. Swell? Bridal swell? I don't know what that means. Jack really living up to his, like, Wall Street bro stock trader, secretly a 35-year-old man persona. Everything about his room is just screaming those vibes to me. I love that I can get a little bit more of an insight into his room by seeing through his mirror, getting occasional glimpses of the back of his head. Gabby's still going strong for best room decor by a long shot. Okay. Interesting. Leaning towards Madison, Hannah, Jake, and Owen. As far as people get off, that's like a that's a pretty big list of people to start eliminating, my friend. I think we are going to take a break at the 25-minute timestamp, which is in exactly two minutes from this moment. So it looks like Jack is gravitating towards Kevin. He, like a moth to flame, has been drawn in by Kevin's undeniable charisma. But he's also willing to cut that relationship because it's a game, as he says. Now, of course, we are switching to Owen, who I think has gotten a little more shaggy in the haircut department since last season. I'm, I'm used to, like, cue ball Owen. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the longer hair. Okay. And apparently voice memos have been saved. People are being sus, according to Owen. Owen's getting some sus vibes. You know, he's really speaking in the parlance of the day. He's full of that Among Us vernacular. You know, hopefully, unlike Among Us, there's not going to be some sabotaging, some, like, killing of players going on behind the scenes. We are now less than a minute from break, kind listeners. Hmm. Owen feeling like, okay, everyone calls everyone suspicious. Me throwing that out there isn't that big of a deal, but I am planting seeds. He's trying to sow mistrust. That's the vibe he's on. He's saying sus a lot. I feel like he's maybe playing his hand at trying to make this like the episode named after Among Us. We're now 30 seconds away from break, but we're with Paul. And we've got, oh, okay, Paul, I wish I could make out a little bit clearer what books we've got behind you. We've got a hand-painted Hollywood sign. And I am personally extremely gagged at the moment because Paul just dropped that he likes to watch Drag Race. And we're four, three, two, one, pause at the 25-minute timestamp. And I'm going to take this pause real quick to just try to get a quick peek at some of Paul's books. On second from the left, moving to the right, we've got some large William Shakespeare collection. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Bard, so good on you, Paul. And, you know, everything else I think is maybe just a little too small to even make out. For a second, I thought maybe I spied a Star Wars title on one of those spines, and I don't think that's the case, and that's a relief. Paul, college-bound guy, you don't want to have any fucking schlock Star Wars poorly written novels on your bookshelf. 
But, uh, you know, I, I, I love Drag Race myself, Paul. I'd love to get Paul's thoughts. What the fuck is up with the fact I'm a multi-year subscriber to WoW, uh, World of Wonder, uh, you know, the, the streaming app where you can gain access to all the international drag race seasons. But this year, along comes fucking Paramount Plus, and they remove mainline RuPaul's Drag Race from the WoW network. I can go watch, you know, UK versus the world, of course, or Canada, or Italian, or all the other iterations of Drag Race, but not mainline RuPaul Drag Race that's only on Paramount Plus. A fucking travesty, if you ask me. But uh, we'll be back with Paul in a moment. Maybe over the break, I'll be able to bust out my micro, not my microphone, my magnifying glass and get a, a peek into what is on old Polly's bookshelf. Following the, the classic adage that we did drop last week that if you take someone home, or someone takes you home, and they don't have books on their shelf, don't sleep with them. Well, if Paul brings someone back to his dorm room, I, I see a, a whole bookshelf of reasons to sleep with them right there. Not to mention his Harry Potter glasses, and it's like kind of uh, doing like a funny little uh, endearing like nose thing right now. He's got like this like wry look on his face at the 25-minute mark. And with those thoughts, we'll take a quick pause, and we'll be back in a moment to move through the second half of the app. See you in a moment. Welcome back, college babies, as we go through episode two of Survivor Syracuse, Heroes vs. Villains, Watch Along, Solo Bolo, with Cody. Oh, yeah. All right. We are post-challenge at the 25-minute mark. Getting, we just checked in with the heroes. Now we're checking in with the villains. And, uh, you know, there's not too much to say, I think. I won't waste too much time before we jump back into the ep. I was poking around the YouTube page. Um, and today is Wednesday, the 2nd of February. And I am at breakneck speed trying to catch up by Friday. And the plan is on Friday, I'm hoping to drop... Our UK Redux, our re-reviews of, not watch-alongs, but recaps of Survivor UK Season 1 and 2. We're starting back with that. Shout out to Revive Survivor UK, Peter, on Twitter. As well as the first five watch-alongs to Syracuse before the new episode Friday. As well as the first episode recapping the current season of Survivor Australia. As well as our long-awaited... Movie recap of To Serve With Love as part of our ongoing Back to School series. Make sure to go back and check out our episodes on uh, Back to School, 
School of Rock and Kindergarten Cop. And maybe a few other surprises. Some content over on Batch and Castlecast, our Bachelor Nation and uh, ABC's Castle recap pod. Maybe a review on the Peanut Butter Pod and Jelly Cast, the podcast where we're searching for the perfect iteration of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Who knows, but there's a whole world of content out there, folks. And make sure to follow us at RealityPodInt to find all of it. And keep on listening to us here. Because there's so much uh, reality TV show content and Survivor content coming your way soon. With that, we are at the 25-minute mark. I'll give you that classic Survivor Cast International countdown. Outwit, outlast, outplay. When I say play, you hit play. And let's get back into it. We're hanging with Paul. And, you know, I didn't get the chance to really look further at his bookcase. But maybe as he gives his talking head, uh, some other titles will jump out at us. But a well-read man. All right, 25-minute mark on the dot. Outwit. Outlast. Outplay. Hit play. And we're back with Paul. Okay, what do we have here? What's on the bookshelf, Paul? It's just, it, I can't make it out. There's just no chance. They're probably just all fucking college books anyways. And what is this? I, I don't think it's a pillow. He's got some type of bag of treats or uh, chips or pretzels to his uh, over his right shoulder here. I'm kind of surprised that Paul doesn't have any ear piercings. I don't know. Those, those tiny little ears... Some type of uh, maybe like a blue crystal stud look pretty fly. Paul, who is your favorite drag queen from Drag Race? I'm a big fan of like Bianca Del Rio, myself, love. Uh... Oh boy, I love Heidi in Closet. Uh, I love Priyanka. The thing is, it's like I watch so much international drag. And um, Banji, of course, is classic. Um, so many. How can we choose? Paul's got some type of crazy frog stuffed animal. Okay, no, it's the it's definitely like the chameleon from Tangled, I believe. A movie I took my child to in theater. Definitely a great movie. Part of the, the modern Disney renaissance that led into Frozen and Encanto and Coco and all that shit. I feel like Tangled was maybe the one that kicked it off. The re-re-re-postmodern imagining of the fairy tale, am I right? It's a pretty solid little chameleon stuffed animal he's got. Okay. Hannah is a cat mom. Hannah brings an energy to her talking heads that I greatly appreciate. And she's questioning, where does Owen fit into the tribe? And you know what? I don't disagree. I'd be okay. You know, cut some dead weight. Let's get rid of Owen. Not that I hate Owen, but I just, I, I agree. I'm not sure what exactly he brings to the tribe either. I think he's someone that you could stand to lose. Hannah really willing to give like the pensive, reflective talking head. And if Hannah is Paul's drag buddy my god i mean how could you not love that dynamic duo the two of you should come on our now defunct drag cast international and we should fucking talk about uh 
UK versus the world, whatever that even is. I don't even know what what that is. I don't even know what that premise for that iteration of drag, what they're even doing. I guess it's probably pretty self-explanatory. We got some like maybe it looks like a salt crystal lamp or type thing on the desk behind her. See, Kevin, Kevin is stressing. He's a stressing villain. And where is he right now? Is he in the laundry room? These like bare concrete white walls. I feel like some of you guys have been arrested and you're recording some of these talking heads from like Kevin's clearly in like the prison laundry room right now. No college would have. Surely a bougie, fancy college like Syracuse would have no bare bone laundry room such as this. I'm assuming it's the laundry room because I'm I'm just hearing machines running. How do we feel about the wristband of Kevin's watch? It's definitely a choice. He's an AirPod man. Sign in the background that says vacuum pool. Who knows what that means? Okay. Season three. Season three, I believe, is Mind, Body, Soul. Hannah speaking on the fact that apparently season three is looming large in everyone's head. Which plays poorly for Kevin because he is from, he's a veteran of season three. Was Hannah, Hannah wasn't on season three, surely. Hashtag don't call me Shirley. Hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not Hannah who was on season three that they're speaking to, but there is someone on the villain tribe who was deeply hurt on season three, and apparently that is coming into play a lot on this season. Maybe Kevin is working his college job right now. He's got some type of door alarm system behind him. Is he possibly like the pool security guard? Hopefully he doesn't carry a gun. I don't know. We have aligned ourselves as a, a fully A-cab podcast, and I don't know if I hope Kevin doesn't fall into that category as a pool security guard. Here we are with Jake. Still bringing hard, like, high school slash college coach vibes. He's yet to further adorn his walls beyond the two buffs he has hanging up. Although if you look slightly to the left and up of the blue buff, it's clear he's got some type of command strip that is hanging there. Oh, shit. Owen. Okay, we're getting our other view of Owen here. His Kendrick Lamar in his Kanye poster, which I had forgotten about. And he maybe himself has some type of horoscope chart hanging up, which is both cool and a great in for the ladies. And then Paul here's got his Eric Andre poster. Oh, my gosh. Paul and Owen, definitely best decor of the fellas. And definitely putting, who is this, Austin, Jack? Never remember Coach's name. We'll just have to call him Coach. So much intrigue, so much backstabbing, predictably, going on on the villain side. Jack, or I'm sorry, not Jack. Coach just befuddled by the actions of his teammates here. He's also an earpod guy. Is he rocking the solo earpod at the moment? Hmm. Coach just lost. Unsure what to do. Doesn't know how to proceed. 
having a tough, uh, a tough go of it. Hoping to bring Madison and Owen into the fold, it seems. Hmm. How do you... What's your work-life balance here? Oh, of course, we have our episode appearance of Orangey. Paul, real messy top of that microwave. We'll have to kind of see what's going on there next time you pop up. We're getting a whole new look of Madison's living domicile that I've yet to see on any of her appearances. What is this poster? It almost looks like a poster of, like, here is this band's discography. Here's a picture of all their albums, but what band would that be? Madison seems to be talking to somebody. It sounds like Owen by that dude drop. Apparently... Owen telling Madison that Kevin desperately wants to vote Madison out. Our first appearance of Madison's glasses here. Ditching the contacts probably got too cold during the challenge and had to go thaw them out. Hashtag I know how contacts work. Madison, I feel like keeping her cards close to her chest during this phone call. Good that it's not a video chat. Love this. Love this. Eye rolls. Puke motion with the hand. <laughs> Madison really being endearing here. Madison about to like launch into damage control mode here. Kevin seems to be fucking shit up for Madison. Owen seemingly saying he's going to vote with Jack, Abby, and Hannah. Oh no! Are the villains aligning against Kevin? Guys, we don't want to get Kevin off in episode two. Madison hopefully reaches out an olive branch to Kevin. Shit. No, Kevin, you're in lip sync expert. Kevin, you're in deep water. You're in deep hot water, my friend. The water is neither shallow nor cool where you are currently residing. Okay, but this isn't something I see too often. Doing a little bow of making a little bow tie out of your sweatshirt strings, Kevin. Maybe you do deserve to be voted off. I don't love that. I mean, I guess it's practical. Maybe it's just how the sweatshirt came. Speaking of sweaters, what about Gabby's kind of like tie-dye 90s hotel art sweater she's got going here? That's cool. I really need more info on this shark painting that Gabby's got that says the Tet or something. Kevin feels like Gabby is sus, but has to stick with her because it's the only choice he's got. Kevin's got, like, spiky brows. But Gabby, okay, everyone is aligning against Kevin, except Gabby, who is Kevin's ally, who wants Madison out. But it feels like Madison is pretty safely cocooned amongst the Owen, Hannah, Jack crowd. But Madison feeling as though, like, okay, it's me and Kevin on the chopping block. So it seems like she at least has a pretty accurate feel of the pulse of the situation. We're now getting down to the 15-minute mark, and this episode's really moved along at a nice pace. The editing is really on point. It's got great momentum to it. You know, the perfect amount of 
just knowing how much time of, is left in the episode, I feel like it's perfectly balanced between challenge, social aspect, and talking heads of the two tribes, and then we're going to have about a little more than 10 minutes of tribal and voting. A really good balance to it. I'm also enjoying the music that's coming in here, courtesy of either CBS or the Maestro, I assume. I wonder if Survivor has had to reckon in recent years at all with its use of, like, vague tribal chanting for multiple seasons. It's like, I feel like U.S. CBS Survivor has kind of moved away from that, and now they just do the instrumental music that used to go with it. But there was a time where it's like, oh, Survivor Africa or Australia or Caribbean, and it's all just like your general... Holy sh... Okay. Uh, I have to pause here because Madison's Thick Eagle has just been named, dropped as Gussie. Gussie the Thick Boy Freedom Loving Eagle, but is not an insurrectionist, I assume. Uh, it's great. It's great to get that name drop. We appreciate it, Madison. Hashtag Stuffy Power. Oh my gosh. Abby's dog, Dr. S... Professor S, excuse me, Professor S the dog, that's S as in Syracuse, present once again at Tribal, making me want the villains to go to Tribal every week just so I can fucking see that dog. Uh, we're doing an indoor Tribal. Got lots of screens around the room, kind of projecting some flames, and that's a fun touch I'm into. Owen kind of got an interesting look with the sweatpants tucked into the boots and then a nicer shirt as well. He kind of looks like he just walked off the convention floor at a job fair, but maybe he just spilled coffee all over his slacks and had to change into these sweats. Paul, Paul looking right at the camera. I just made eye contact with Paul. Uh, Kevin and Madison... Oddly enough, both on the chopping block tonight and wearing almost identical outfits except for the shoes. Uh, we got Comfy Boy over here filming. Uh, Timothy Chalamet on the other side of Luke Uriate filming. And oh my gosh, I, God, what's his fucking name? I re recognize that one dude on the far right from last season. He was voted off early. I can't think of his name. But it's good to see him, too, on the production side. Looks like our one fella here really loves to wear his mellow yellow sweater. If the guy with the hat and his hood up, kind of leaning back, is who I think it is. Gabby wearing a classy orange sweater. Okay, the guy standing up right now with the boots and the sweatpants, I'm calling Timothy Chalamet. He's got the Chalamet hair, and he looks like Timothy Chalamet from both Beautiful Boy and Don't Look Up. The guy not on his left, who's Luke Uriate, who's also looking great with his coat, but on his other side, was on last season, and I need his name, so tweet at us his name. Kevin talking, everyone charmed by Kevin. As is impossible not to be. We got Abby up here in the front. I dig that, like, Dr... I keep calling him Dr. S, but he's graduated to a professor. Professor S seemingly just has free roam of the room. Which is awesome. I wonder if he... You know, I don't want to assume anything. Is he possibly a service dog that gets to chill with his owner throughout the, the day? Or is he just chilling for tribal? 
interestingly enough, if this is where Tribal is going to be held, or is being held, I'm curious if next week's challenge will be in this room as well, and if so, what said challenge will be. In the past, Syracuse has really excelled at doing uh, COVID-necessitated challenges. Uh, the drag challenge they did was great. The Family Feud slash Price is Right challenge, I forget which of the two it was, was fantastic. So I have high hopes for like a more digital-based uh, challenge here. Professor S being pet by the person to the left of Abby, so I'm assuming he's not a service dog. He also has no indication of that. He's just a fucking tenured dog professor who can do whatever. Maybe he's not even Abby's dog. He's just, you know, this is his class, and he's just chilling. This is the future liberals want. Dogs tenured at universities. Next week, we're going to have Alex Jones on the pod talking about how Professor S is a part of the liberal conspiracy and the gay agenda to get your children vaccinated. We, of course, like Joe Rogan, I don't necessarily uh, agree with his statements, but his credentials are undeniable and we have to let him come on the pod and give him a platform. And uh, I don't think our reach is big enough to, like, you know, cause any type of Neil Young or Joni Mitchell exodus from Spotify. But you never know. Maybe we'll get, like, uh, Ford Fetty or the Mountain Goats to fucking leave Spotify. This is the future liberals want. All your favorite artists leaving Spotify. Let's have a missed call from Venmo. That's never a good sign. Pay your bills, children college babies if i can if i can give you one piece of advice college babies never get a credit card from venmo and then stop paying it they'll call you kevin doing some talking now what is in this brown paper bag next to madison is it a lunch i don't even want to joke that it's some type of explosive hmm Kevin giving a last-ditch pitch to keep him on. Madison, I like your galoshes. Luca Riate speaking on the fact that, okay, does Kevin really have a leg to stand on, or is he just scrambling because he knows his name is out there? And we all know it's the latter rather than the former. What about Gabby's, like, little blue suede shoes she's got going on here? Or are they boots? Look like dancing boots. Alright. What is Gabby's view? What is Gabby going to say? Gabby as ally to Kevin. Is she going to have like rat mentality and Kevin's a ship? Gabby's the rat. Kevin's the ship. The ship is sinking and Gabby, is she going to be a smart rat who jumps off the ship or is she going to be a captain rat who goes down with the ship. Rather than speaking over her answer, I probably should have listened. God, I really wish I could remember the dude with the Gatorade bottle's name on the production side. Maybe his name will be in the credits, and I'll be able to shout it out then. Okay. He's not wearing a mellow yellow sweater today. It says, respect is earned. Interesting. I guess there's no denying that.
Okay, interesting. It's interesting that Luke is just able to speak very directly to the fact like, Kevin, your name is out there, and Madison, your name is out there. Paul, Paul being kind of a, he's just dreamily looking directly into the camera. Whoever, uh, whoever's filming this camera, just looking straight down the barrel of Paul's, you know, dreamy, affectionate gaze there. What is this orange pile in front of Owen? A hat? Was he wearing a shirt that he took off? Okay. Kevin's speaking on the fact that everyone's okay talking about how they don't want to be prejudged for existing relationships. But I mean, that's really, it's, that must be so unavoidable. You're playing Survivor Syracuse. The seasons seem to bump right up with each other. So, I mean, that that's a thing in itself. You can go back and easily watch people's seasons. And and aside from anything Syracuse-related, which I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm bringing that up because it must be a somewhat insular group. The people who play also make the show and come back for multiple seasons. But aside from all that, you're in college together. So, I mean, like, pre-existing relationships are just, they're going to be a thing. There's going to be judgment for them. There's going to be nervousness and, you know, moves made revolving around that. Professor S got spooked. He's moving around. He's ready to vote. Shouldn't Abby get at least two votes because of Professor S? Madison looking a little bit wary of Professor S. She's not reaching out to pet him as any sane person would. Maybe we should vote off Madison. Abby does not want to big-time rock the boat. The 9-1 vote to vote off Lydia is interesting. I guess it's a good thing that they were able to come together as a group. Okay, the dude with the respect his earned sweater is old man Wall Street bro. Really just further leaning into that persona. It's too bad that they don't, from a production standpoint, have access to these cameras on the wall, assuming those are cameras and not projectors, because it'd be pretty cool if you could, like, utilize footage taken from those cameras and use it in the show. Think of the angles you could get. All right, Mr. Uriate throwing it to the vote. God, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. If not, I, I say it so often. We're going to take a look at it. Oh, love the good vibe sweater. Is that Madison with the good vibe sweater? We've got a vote for Kevin. No, this is Madison, not with the good vibe sweater. Mall, Hall of Languages, welcome. Interesting, they're in the language section. Not seeing who Gabby's voting for. Old man voting. So we have two confirmed votes for Kevin. Old man seems to be referring to himself as daddy and claiming Kevin has been riding his coattails. No more riding daddy's coattails. I think is exactly what he said, which is a little bit of a, a strange thing to say. But I guess in line with his like 40 plus persona. All right. One vote, Kevin. I'm going to be heartbroken if it's Kevin. One vote Kevin, one vote Maddie. But I'll be sad if it's either of them, honestly. 
just my my former mind body soul friends just being picked off two votes kevin one vote maddie we got comfy king and timothy chalamet filming on either side of luke uriate three votes kevin one vote maddie it's definitely fucking kevin going home and his spoon hasn't even made an appearance four votes kevin one vote maddie Damn. Damn. They fucking done him in. They done my boy Kevin in. He's doing like real elegant rich lady body movements as he gets up to go. He's got some type of smoothie. May the best villain win. Hashtag chilling with the villains. Not even on the jury. And got a closer look at Gabby there. Looks like she's wearing blue suede cowboy boots or cow person boots, if you will. Oh, damn. What a heartbreaking turn of events. Goodbye, Kevin. I hate it. I hate that this happened. It's a travesty. Okay, well, something happened there, and we skipped to episode three, so we won't be doing a reading of the credits as we often do. We'll just be wrapping it up here. Oh, man. Goodbye, Kevin. And that's two former mind-body-soul players in a row. It made sense to me that Lydia was taken out because of, you know, having one last season. But I am honestly a little surprised that Kevin was the second voted off. And who knows what's going to happen next week. I guess we can take a quick moment here to read uh, just one comment. I'm the 32nd person to like the video. And we'll just read Peace Love Jen's uh, at the top of the, the comments here. Hannah is iconic with the vlogs this episode. Happy almost birthday to her on Saturday. This was posted two weeks ago. Also, the editing this season. I love it so much. The Find Loot Challenge is a doozy. Looking forward to seeing that. And below that, Sam Baylow. Me and the wife are watching this tonight. It's our favorite show. Couldn't agree more, Baylow. And peace, love, Jen. Well, with that, uh, we're going to continue our breakneck catch-up coverage of Heroes versus Villains on Syracuse. And uh, with that... We'll see you next time, college babies. Just not for something